Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to the Pro Wrestling Show in association with Talk Sport. Coming up on the show today, we'll look back on Chapter 93 of Progress. We were there. It was a joyous time. Uh, we will have the remaining members of Imperium. You heard from Alexander Wolfe a couple of weeks ago. We'll have Volta, the NXT UK champion, plus the members of the European Union, Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel. And we'll talk about lots of crap stuff, I'm sure. This is the Pro Wrestling Show. Well done for remembering the names of Imperium, Will. Yeah, I'm actually I can see on your face you are plucking that from the depths of your brain. <laughs> Oi, don't don't be like that. I uh, I genuinely remembered, in a way. Mm. Uh, how are you, buddy? Good, good. You say that we were at Progress. We were literally just at Progress. Yeah, we, we left Progress about uh, half an hour ago, came straight to the TalkSport studios, found that none of the studios were available, so we're currently sat in the TalkSport green room right. using our little portable handheld thing that we uh, had taken with us to try and record during half time of progress, and instead we went and bought a bubble wrap. Uh, to be honest, I don't regret it. It's fine. <laughs> in no way, shape, or form. No. Um, really good show. Really, really enjoyed yeah, it. Yeah, considering none of the big uh, WWE NXT names were on it, other than, uh, other than the main event, uh, I thought it was really good. We'll, we'll avoid being too spoilery. Um, I will say Eddie Dennis was absolutely superb uh, in place of... Uh, of uh, uh, of Jim Smallman, who is away on holiday at the moment, did a really good job, made a kind of gimmick out of the whole mimicking Jim Smallman, but kind of adjusting things, and that was really funny. And then at the end of the show, like he announced at the beginning of the second half, stick around after the main event, the tag match, between Grizzled Young Veterans and Aussie Open. I've got a big announcement to make. Uh, and Eddie Dennis really teased like it was going to be a retirement announcement. I've, done a, I've got the full like five-minute thing on my phone. And he really, really suggested that it was going to be... He was announcing his retirement. And it's because he went through his injuries, didn't he? He was like, well, yeah. I tore this, then I got back, and then I tore the other one. And rehab, well, rehab. And then he went, no, oh, rehab's been good, actually, yeah. Well, it's, it's the fact that he went, he went, and I dreamed of being in WWE when I was five years old. It was still my dream when I was 30. And I finally achieved that dream when I got signed to NXT UK, despite having a torn. And it really was building up like he was going to retire. And then he went... Oh, no, no, I'm still going to be wrestling, but I'm just not going to be in a progress ring anymore. And it sounds like he's going to be doing no work in the indies anymore at all. Yeah, following Ginny, really. 
uh, and a few others that have just decided that doing the independence. The problem is, is that you know when you have these WWE NXT contracts, which are presumably you have more a bit more security and, and a bit more access to healthcare. I would imagine uh, it's very then tricky to go and do progress because if you smash yourself up at progress, you're probably not covered by WWE. Well, we saw when we were there um, for Al's training session last week just the level of it, the intensity of the training they get, the programs they get put through, working with someone like Sean Hayes. And there, there's this kind of rumour with the contracts, and it's interesting with the We The Independent stuff with David Starr and, and James, who we're home to have in studio over the next week or so to discuss all of that. It's really interesting, the rumours that you hear about the NXT UK contracts, because what I can tell you is as much as there are supposedly limitations on who they can work for. So WWE will say you can work for certain companies because they are the ones that we know treat people well, have health professionals on site, work on training, do all that stuff that, com- that, that good companies do. The ICWs, the Fight Club Pros, the Progresses, those kind of companies. There's nothing in their contracts for certainly the majority of people that says they can't work those independent shows, that they're not allowed to work them. But a lot of people working for a new employer, knowing what an injury can mean to their career, particularly when you've got a big show coming up or a taping coming up or something like that, it actually makes a lot of sense that they don't go and do regular shows. And so Eddie Dennis has has stepped away. And I found it really interesting following Eddie over the past few months with this second injury because... This is you know, not his first time doing in-ring stuff as announcing. He's been doing some commentary, but also been focusing a lot on training. We saw um, a brilliant match today between the OJMO and Shihiro uh, Airi. And Eddie Dennis has trained the OJMO and has worked with him and really bigged him up as the standout star of 2019, the rising star after his matches with Shingo and with Pac. And it is kind of seeing him that even though he's only kind of in his 30s as almost like a bit of a godfather of the independent scene as a guy that really loves seeing guys come through working with different people he's one of those people who even if he does have to retire you could see him staying in wrestling but he was a teacher (laughs) he's bringing he's bringing his history as a teacher into into his wrestling isn't he you you uh... did miss the uh you missed his intro I've never seen the teacher late arrival and uh, he referenced the fact that basically he decided to dumb down the Jim Smallman the, the, the rhetoric at the beginning by taking the swearing out and he said you know I did used to be a headmaster and I you know can't condone the use of that language and that kind of thing made a joke of it and he actually got a demon headmaster chant going which oh. was wonderful i'm a big fan of that he also downed a two liter uh, two liter a two pint beer which uh, i would have never seen my head teacher doing uh, because she was a loser <laughs> so big love to eddie so yeah we're not going to get to see him too much on the uh, on the independence but huge respect for the decision that he's made yeah, it's and very why he's made it and yeah, what a guy. Very what? sensible, very sensible. Very emotional, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I'm sure he'll it. still be involved in some way with progress, just not in the ring as such. It's good. Do we what? do any spoiling of it? I don't is, think we do. There is one big talking point, but do we just yeah. have to save it for next week? I think we'll save it for next week. Okay, fine. If you want to find out the results, you know where to find them, but I don't think we should be. Let's not spread that seed on the same day, within an hour of it happening. What I'll say is at the very beginning, Eddie Dennis talked about how the WWE guys weren't there. 
Like, and he listed off a bunch of guys. He said, Walter not working again. David Staroff, I know he's not a WWE guy, but David Staroff doing shows in America. Went through Jordan and Ilya and uh, British Strong Style and all of those guys. And then just said, but there's a locker room of hungry young talent back there wanting to prove themselves. And it was probably the least star-studded chapter show I've been to in a long time but the quality of wrestling through all seven matches was incredibly high nothing like below a three three and a half star level and uh, I, so uh, yeah future's bright yeah very much so I think you know you could tell that uh, there were a few people who hadn't bought tickets to this because you know it, it looked a tiny bit emptier not not much obviously the floor seats were sold but you know when you walk in it was easier to see the ring which tells you that okay people maybe are a little bit dubious but you know what um, yeah, as you say, all the performances were great. The women's match was great. And lots and lots of tag matches, which were all decent as well. So, yeah, all in all, a good time. But we'll spoil it next week. Big week coming up in WWE terms because um, off the back of the Raw reunion, which had really had people divided on how they felt about the whole thing. Because whilst there were lots of, like, you know, as you would know from being an industry type, John. Yes. What they would call snackable content. Oh, there was so much of that around, wasn't there? There were lots of... I like, didn't watch it right. live. I woke up in the morning and just saw all of the small one-minute clips of, oh, there's a legend. Oh, the 24-7 title. It wasn't that mad. The fact that so, much, so many of them weren't cleared to take any kind of bump so that they had to literally just do it in such... I, I, I feel their frustration, but it made it a bit naff for me. Uh, and... But the fact is, is they're three weeks out from SummerSlam and they're not developing storylines. They're not developing current characters. They're not using those legends being there no. to push guys. You know, you're pushing this whole Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon angle and you've got Stone Cold on your show and he's using the stunner, which Stone Cold, I think two or three years ago, gave him permission to use when he first used it in WWE. Wouldn't it have been great to have had something with... Stone Cold, Owens together, like really yeah. build up that Owens as the kind of Stone Cold anti-establishment character. Th stuff like that they could have easily done. So I think they've got, I mean, outside of the Fiend stuff, which I think we're all really enjoying, I think they've got a really big week coming up. They have. Did you, um, did you watch or pay much attention to the Smackville uh, event on Saturday evening? Would you like me to pretend? No, no, absolutely I paid not. absolutely no attention to it. Uh, I forgot it was happening, and uh, my phone told me it was happening, and I still didn't watch it. But it, I do, I did see that Finn Balor was taken out with a, a mystery injury, which then later turned out to be an illness. And then, like a, a couple of hours ago, this is Sunday, I was speaking, he's posted a picture of him in a hospital bed on a drip. Although, I mean, that photo doesn't necessarily come from today. That could just be an old photo. Uh, which it probably is. He's to be honest. I I, th I thought we heard a rumor that he was taking a couple of weeks off before SummerSlam, which is why he wasn't there. So I don't I don't know whether it's all a work or not. But either way, uh, I, d I didn't watch it, so I didn't miss it. Uh, it was basically a televised hour from a house show. Yeah, as simple as that. And there were a couple of really good matches on there. The IC title match. I, I would rather have seen Nakamura Ali saved for SummerSlam. But the, the triple threat was good. It was all like decent quality stuff. But it was very clearly a house show. And yeah. it's something interesting WWE are doing that in an age where they feel like they're going to have to be reactive to what companies like AEW are doing, 
This was essentially a test. They announced on the Monday that they were doing a network special on the Saturday. It's all about how quickly can we put something like that together? What's the quality going to be like? And how many people are going to give a toss? And it's for that rumoured uh, WWE network tiered thing where if you've, if you've got the network on your phone, mobile device, you'll know that it, they've updated the app this week, which I, I tried to find Smackville yesterday. And it's actually really confusing. The old one was clunky as hell, but at least I could see what was on. So I'm not a massive fan of that. But the idea is, is that, yeah, Nine ninety nine. That will keep you watching all the pay per views. But then, for a, an, another upper price, you'll then get to watch things like these network specials that they do. And presumably, they'll be doing more of them because they see more value in doing that. And uh, uh, the thing that's annoyed me the most is I have a Samsung TV, and the WWE app has been removed from the Samsung TV thing. Brilliant. I don't know whether it's because they're updating it, but I'm going to be honest. That's well annoying. So, <laughs> yeah, sort it out, Trips. It Sorry. I'm worried I've got... Like, Will, I think Will has sorry. pneumonia. We've, um, <laughs> he's been hanging out with, uh, with Fergal. <coughs> uh, basically, I've had this cough for like three weeks now. And when I first got it, I had this full-on virus, like whole body aching, felt dreadful. That's all gone, but this cough just won't go Can away. we hook you up to a drip? <coughs> I'd love that. During my radio show tonight, just... Hook you up to a drip. Constantly going. Just I'll pour some Jim Beam in it. Me. Oh, perfect. Straight in the veins. Oh, I hate Jim Beam. But otherwise, that's perfect. Um, I do want to shout out how good NXT UK was this past week. And from what I've heard, the Plymouth tapings were fantastic. Uh, the Volta Trent 7 match, which I have to say I thought was better than their match at uh, when we saw it at Download. I thought it was better than the match they put on for Progress at Ali Pali, partially because it was a really great match between the two of them anyway. And the match at Ali Pali was good, but partially because of the story that it feeds into with the British Strong Style stuff and go, them going up against Imperium and Imperium establishing themselves as a new power. So I thought it was brilliantly done. Really, really big fan of, of the whole layout of the match. Two big guys just absolutely going after each other. Trent brilliant with his, um, with his delivery, with his emotion. Yeah, I... I between that, a really good multi-women's match. Nice match between Noam Dar and Kenny Williams for, I don't know, Scottish supremacy. Uh, Scottish independence. <laughs> supremacy. Uh, <laughs> um, it a really good show this week. So nice. I just want to mention that was one of my favourite things. I can, we, can we rewind just to The Fiend, by the way? Because yeah, I was discussing this with you last night. I feel we should document it. Do we feel that The Fiend slash Bray Wyatt... <coughs> Good. I've, do, I've turned the mic down. Okay. It's good that you're self-editing. Do we think that The Fiend is... is The Fiend won't speak, right? I think we're in agreement that The Fiend is just an all-dominating d- being, right? It, it, he has spoken as The Fiend, but very simple. The buzz phrases when he, it turns up on screen at the end of those things. I'm trying to remember what he says, but like... Oh, let me in. Yeah, let me in. Yeah, yeah I mean go. in the arena. I mean, like in the arena, I think The Fiend is just going to do his I don't thing. think we're getting The Fiend cutting promos, no. So my, th- my theory is... Are we going to see Bray Wyatt actually speak as Bray Wyatt in the arena or will he only speak on this like imaginary kids TV show type thing that's going on with the old Funhouse Funhouse that's Pat Sharp isn't it <laughs> but you know what I'm getting at the Firefly Firefly yeah. it's a whole <laughs> lot of fun um, I need some twins what I like the Get idea the Usos in there. <laughs> little go-karts actually what? probably not drive here if they're the Usos <laughs> God um, we should mention that actually because yeah. on The Fiend, what I can imagine them doing, I think he's going to just destroy Finn Balor, write him off TV, perfect way to introduce him at a pay-per-view. Let him go and get married somewhere. I kind of like the That's idea. That's my theory, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah, nice. Okay. Yeah. He's gone public with his girlfriend. I reckon they're going to get married. That's why he's got two months off, just saying. I like the idea of him turning up at um, 
Raw the next day as the Bray Wyatt character and essentially just having no memory of what had happened the night before, of absolutely destroying Finn, of like people being scared of him and him not knowing why and just being like trying to be friendly hey with guys. people and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Like a proper split personality. Yeah, and I think that could be a direction they go with it and if it's well handled, it could be really, really good. Um, on the Uso stuff, mm. it is now at a point where... You know, I am very much a believer in second chances, in rehabilitation, in all of that stuff. But when you're getting to two incidents, three incidents, where it's the same individual, DUIs, insanely dangerous to other people, not just yourself. If WWE don't do something about it, if the Usos just appear on TV this week and it's normal and they're back into tag title pictures and all of that stuff... I think that's a real problem. I think WWE have to look at these repeat offences and get off the pot of we're not going to touch this. It, it's not an in-WWE thing, so it's not something we have to deal with. They always it's, step in if it's domestic violence or anything like that, don't they? I think that's... But, I'm not saying so, it's of the level of domestic violence. Of course not, but it's still incredibly dangerous to the public and they are still somewhat... You know, if, if you did something inappropriate, I'm fairly sure your employer would have something to say about it. Should we find out? No. Just open these curtains on the green room and just go at it and see what they do? No. Oh, okay. But I do think they should... Like, he should not be on TV in the run-up to SummerSlam, and there should be some kind of entrance into a rehab program, like, whatever it is they need to do to get him back on the straight and narrow, because he's a brilliant wrestler. Mm. Since they went heel with the Uso Penitentiary stuff a couple of years ago... That side of things has been like they've been much better on the mic. I know which one's which now. Like that's the the you know they are incredibly engaging, brilliant in the ring. There's so much to love about them. WWE need to kind of pull their socks up in dealing with these things and not let it get out of hand. They really do. And the thing is, is that now they have this other option where wrestlers can go and do something else you know I won't keep saying it but um, I think WWE are very wary of uh, you know like there was a time where they would release people for not saying that kind of offence but they would release them quite easily whereas now they don't want to release anyone they want to make sure that okay if you know something like this happens that you know they're looked after but they're still within the company because they can't really afford to lose these names because they don't want them to turn up elsewhere so I think you know they've got to do something like I say it happens again what what happens then are they just going to go nothing to do with us yeah they can't I I almost feel like this is that occasion it it shouldn't be one more this should be it Um, what we should do because we kind of jumped backwards and forwards I mentioned about the NXT UK product being really brilliant recently you did and Imperium really impressing so let's hear from the remaining members of Imperium it was a great interview that Alexander Wolfe gave us the other week can I just say that um, James Drake has just tweeted us right okay um, you tweeted a photo tonight from the, uh, from the progress. <laughs> Is well, he angry with the photo choice? Won't say what happened. He just said, you take a bad photo of me again and you'll lose your hand. Okay. <laughs> Shout out James Drake. Mr. Mayhem. Uh, I chose to use that photo instead of the better one because I oh, thought dear. it was funny. Okay, good. <laughs> anyway, sorry, Imperium. Uh, let's hear from... We'll have Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel first and then the NXT UK champion, Walter. Or Volta. To his friend. Still friends. don't know which one. You're not his friend. Talks what back at Download at Festival, and we're joined by European Union. Are we still calling you that, or is it just Imperium now, it guys? It's just Imperium. It's just Imperium. Marcel Bartel. I'm not pronouncing that right, first of all. Yes, right. Marcel, perfect. And Fabian Eichner. Yes, okay. The, the European thing, I like. We get a lot of trouble if we pronounce footballers' names wrong and stuff like that. So you've got to make sure you get it right for the wrestlers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but uh, you did a good job. That's all right. <laughs> Marcel Bartel is perfectly fine. 
how, like he's watching a lot of NXT. He knows how to pronounce our names. Exactly. Uh, yeah. exactly. It's great. How, uh, how are you guys finding Download being here this weekend? Man, it's amazing. It's really a highlight. I think I speak for everybody, for the whole company. Uh, when I say that everybody's super excited to get here. Um, you know, especially for us, it's a little closer to home. It's a great atmosphere. Um, the crowd is so hot. Everybody's excited. The whole atmosphere um, over those three days is just incredible. So um, uh, I was really looking forward, like the, the whole year, uh, to, to the Download Festival, and it really didn't disappoint. It was great. Are either of you guys metal fans have interest? I think we, we both, like, we know a song here and there. Uh, like, I mean, obviously, being on the road as much as we are, we listen to all kinds of music, and, yeah, definitely a metal song pops up every now and then. Um, you were talking about the crowd being hot. The angle you guys were working with, the Mustache Mountain guys yesterday, went crazy in that tent there. And, well, the first time I saw you live, Marcel, was in progress with Ring Camp against British Strong Style. So feels like when you guys go up against those guys, it's just absolute money. Tell me a bit about working with them. Well, you know, um, all three of them are great athletes. Uh, arguably, like, top three uh, Britain has to offer. And, um, yeah, I know all of them for a pretty long time. It's funny, like, uh, even before I got here, I worked each one of them. And um, yeah, all of them are great. I think uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunn, probably two of the best wrestlers in the world. And um, I think, yeah, when it comes to sports entertainment in uh, UK, it doesn't get any better than that. And uh, yeah, I think yesterday and even like before that, uh, progress, you could really see the chemistry and you know, the, the emotions uh, whenever we, um, we fight against those guys. But uh, yeah, yesterday was amazing. And um, those guys are amazing. And it's always a pleasure to, uh, yeah, work against those gentlemen. And I mean, you've worked with a lot of those guys in NXT and stuff as well, but now getting to do it with this team, with this faction, how are you finding that? Yeah. Well, obviously, Marcel and I, we met each other only two years ago. Funny enough, we, went, we never met before. And uh, I think it's fair to say that we really, we uh, worked our butts off in the performance center for the past two years. So finally getting this opportunity to work with him, Walter and Wolf, we're here to make a statement. And obviously, if you want to make a statement, you go for the biggest names on the roster. And that's what we did. People might not like it, but we couldn't care less. How did you find that process, being guys from Europe, going and moving to Florida, getting to the Performance Center, and, and like basically dedicating your whole life to going and joining NXT? Well, I think Fabian and I, and uh, also Walter and uh, Wolf, we're pretty much the same when it comes to that. We really do live for what we do. Sports entertainment is our life, you know? And um, so uh, for us, obviously, it was always a dream. Right, and um, I left a little earlier than uh, Walter. Actually, Walter is still there. Um, but when I left, obviously, it was a dream come true. Right, for me, it was always important. Um, since being a little boy, I always wanted to become sports entertainer, just like my dad was. And um, for me, it was already enough just to do it. Just to, you know, I had that ac accomplishment of uh, becoming a professional wrestler. You know, I had it done, and I was I was happy, and I didn't even expect that. I always tell people I feel like that's uh, like the that pot of gold at the end of the rainbow for me because I genuinely always did it because I love what we do. I just love that I always wanted to become a sports entertainer, and now I am somebody. And I feel like um, it's just it's just uh, that gold pot at the end of the rainbow because I always did it uh, because I just love it. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. There's a lot of talk about how the guys can move between NXT and NXT UK. You guys are obviously an example of that. Fabian's a guy who also you've done some work with Evolve while you've been in NXT as well. Like how important is that for you guys? 
that when you're in NXT you get those other opportunities and that you continue to kind of stay with your roots as well? I mean, it's crazy the possibilities that can happen nowadays in wrestling. I mean, who would have thought five years ago you could work for a promotion like Evolve when you're under an NXT contract? And, <clears throat> excuse me, I think for the two of us it's a great opportunity because we're pretty much the only two people that are featured on both brands at the moment, NXT and NXT UK. So for us it's just better to make uh, or to get even more exposure and to really put our mark, put a benchmark on NXT UK and really help to elevate this brand even further. Were you guys fans of faction wrestling growing up and thinking of stuff like DX, NWO, like the stuff that was big back in the kind of 90s? Oh, absolutely. I think everybody loved yeah, NWO, yeah. right? NWO was cool, absolutely. But also DX. I mean, I feel like they revolutionized pretty much the, the business, right? So, yeah, obviously, both, both groups, I, I loved being a kid. Because it does feel like now, particularly with the NXT product, we've got what's going on with Undisputed Era, this Imperium stuff, which, by the way, we want that. Imperium against Undisputed Era as early as possible. That would be prefer for all of us. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, we spoke to Adam Cole yesterday and he said he wanted Walter. Well, I feel like you guys come as a group now. And, and so do you think faction wrestling making a bit of a comeback and, and actually impacting the WWE product again? Honestly, I can't really. I, I don't think it's faction faction wrestling, but it's Imperium. I really feel like um, we always say it in the ring, but I feel like it's, it's, a, it's a real thing. We're going to change that universe. You know, we, we bring it back to the old school. We're going to remind people of what they uh, forgot. And um, we're going to show people what this business really should be all about. You know, there's so much truth in what we do in the ring. And that's, I think that's the fascinating part about it. Because people can relate to things because they are actually true. And they're actually facts, you know what I mean? So um, I think it's not uh, necessarily the whole faction thing growing and becoming something. But us, Imperium, becoming a thing, you know what I mean? And I think uh, also... All four of us right now in that position, we have the power to change things, and that's exactly what we're going to do. And Fabian, for you, as I said, Marcel came from from ring camp, from doing that kind of style, whether you want to call it a faction, a team, or whatever, in your singles guy who paired up with Marcel. How have you found that whole process of becoming a, a, a tag guy, a team guy? I mean, I'm a strong believer that everything happens for a reason in life, and uh, first time I met him, I knew that was, there's got to be a reason this dude's coming in my life right now, and... We had chemistry instantly. We had a couple of matches and just like in the ring, outside the ring, we got along great. And it was just a fit, you know, it was just natural. We had the chemistry there and like I was a natural fit in this group and I think it shows on camera. And just so you know, if Adam Cole wants Walter, we're here to back Walter up. So if the other three guys, <laughs> Strong, O'Reilly and Fish have a problem with that, we'd be happy to sell the score in the ring. Well, bring it on then. Yeah. All right, That's so great. say we had to go singles against each of them. Who would you pick of, of the other four if you had to go one-on-one -on -one with someone and get that opportunity? Talking about Undisputed Era? Yeah, yeah. Me, personally, i am uh, always been a huge fan of Kyle O'Reilly. I think it's amazing, extremely underrated. I think um, he's incredible inside and outside the ring. is just um, amazing, amazing professional. I really admire him for years already, so that, that'd be Kyle O'Reilly to me. It's a message of styles I like as well. I think like that kind of Mai Tai style, you're yeah. quite hard-hitting. I think that would be beautiful. Yes, I'm yes. all in for that, I've got to tell I'd you. I'd love to, yeah. <laughs> what are you, Fabian? You can say Kyle O'Reilly as well if you want. Ideally, picks up because Absolutely, yeah. Fair for us, I mean, then. I wrestled two out of the four guys in the Undisputed Era. I wrestled Adam Cole already, and I wrestled Roddy Strong, and they were both battles. I mean, there's a reason the guys are where they are right now. But since he, since he picked Kyle O'Reilly, I'm going to go with Bobby Fish. We're going to go toe-to-toe, -to -toe and we'll find out who the better man is. And with what, I, it's very early days, obviously, for Imperium, but is this something you can see being a long-term thing for you? Again, Adam yesterday talked about if they eventually make the move to Raw, SmackDown, he'd want to do it as a group. Is that something you could see in your future? Well, I'll tell you, uh, honestly, with uh, 
Imperium right now, it feels like sky's the limit. There is no limit for us. I feel like um, people are really into this. I feel like everybody, uh, I think that the whole atmosphere changes as soon as our theme comes on. As soon as the light uh, goes out and we're standing there, the whole atmosphere and the whole uh, um, and the whole venue changes. It doesn't matter where we go, really. Like It doesn't really matter if we do the uh, house shows in Florida, if we come over here for NXT UK, even NXT TV, Full Sail University. Um, there's so much potential. This is only the beginning and uh, yeah, sky's the limit. Absolutely love that. And much more than Walter's bitches. That's the main thing. Oh, you bet. <laughs> you bet. Hey, so, guys, finally, moving forward beyond this weekend, is there anything that you guys want to do individually? Is there anything you'd like to see more people moving between NXT and NXT UK, for example? No, uh, I'd like to say thank you to everybody to the NXT universe uh, for supporting uh, the brand and um, our product. Imperium, too, you know. Uh, Thank you very much for all the love and the support. We keep doing our best. That's what we did from our very first day on. And uh, yeah, that's what we keep doing. Absolutely. I mean, can't follow that. You said it best. Fabio <laughs> uh, and Marcel, really appreciate it. Thanks so Thank much you for your very time. Much, mate. Nice stuff. My pleasure. Thank you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Delighted to be at Download Festival with the NXT UK champion. And got to say, belt looks wonderful on your shoulder, Walter. It's pretty, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, last time we sat down properly yeah. back at progress what six months ago yeah. you hadn't even won the title there yet you won it that night against travis banks and yeah. six months later or whatever it is you stood here as, as nsc uk champion how has that year like panned out for you it's actually a wwe united kingdom champion yeah, sorry, <laughs> WWE, yeah, yeah. but but yeah it's like especially in these days things in wrestling happen very quick and was it six months ago i think I don't even actually remember. Maybe, might, no, maybe nine, might, but... Uh, yeah, it might be a little bit longer. But yeah, obviously, like, I, I was aware that I would be here at that point. I just didn't tell, obviously. <laughs> but yeah, the, the, the journey from... If I rethink where I started out and now being here, it's 
yeah, it's crazy. Like, I gotta admit that. I mean, I don't know how much I should trust anything you say because you openly admitted to lying to me when we were at Progress <laughs> earlier this month. <laughs> You know, I appreciated you keeping it a bit kayfabe and keeping it in because uh, when we saw you debut at NXT TakeOver in Blackpool, yeah. talk to me a bit about that night, that event, and, and what that reaction was like. It was it was really good. I was like, I couldn't measure how many people, because I wrestled in England that one and a half years regularly before. I would be two or three weekends of, of the month I would be in England. So I couldn't really tell how would the WWE audience react to it. But obviously the response was like was very good, very well. So it was a good feeling. It felt like okay, we're doing the right thing here. So it, it was a confirmation for me that it was the right decision to do. Well, I guess that's it, isn't it? When they first approached you, you knew that that was going to be happening nine months ago. Yeah. But even with how crazy your last two or so years have been, it's just a whole different world, I guess. Yeah, yeah it is. It's like. That's what people often don't see because the real impressive things with WWE happen behind the scenes more or less because as an independent wrestler you're more or less on your own. There would be a promoter who runs an event and would bring you in, let you do what you want. Here there's so much production stuff and coaches and producers that have so much experience and are some of the greatest. Like every time we're doing this NXT UK tapings you're working with Shawn Michaels or Matt Bloom. This is like, it's legit, like top level knowledge. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the biggest upsides of it, definitely. And it changes you as a performer and as a professional wrestler, but to the positive. When we spoke previously, the idea of signing for NXT or NXT UK, maybe the roadblock to that was the idea of maybe having to move somewhere, move away from where you're based in Germany or from home in Austria. Have you been working much in the performance center with those guys outside of the tapings? Have you been back and forth? How has that been working for you? Are we doing? We're doing trainings in the United Kingdom performance center, and yeah, that's what I would do. I'm still living in Germany, and I don't plan to change that. <laughs> so that's what it usually is. But I think for most of the month, I'm doing what I did before. I'm still doing shows outside of the WWE, and yeah, I enjoy it. I enjoy the balance at the moment, and. But that's that's one thing I gotta. That's just how it is. Since I'm here, I made as a professional wrestler, I made bigger steps than I did the years before. It's, uh, it's, and, it's a very good environment. Yeah, and I think that's the the big thing, isn't it? It's the opportunities it's offered you. But was the yeah. fact that they gave you that bit of independence, that bit of flexibility, must have been important as well. Well, it is. It's like I wouldn't mind it if there's if NXT UK would run a lot of shows, then I wouldn't mind not doing any shows anymore. But mm -hmm. as a pro wrestler you want to be in the ring it's not we're not forced to it we all do it because we really like it so it's it helps me to stay busy and stay like like keep me having matches for the moment but hoping NXT UK is a brand <clears throat> NXT UK is a brand it's gonna grow and we're gonna start touring doing live shows so we'll see what the future brings yeah 100% and and so you debut at TakeOver, yeah. and then in New York, your match with Pete, where you win the title. We, we were there that night, and it was... What I really enjoyed about it, not to put any words in any mouth, was it was totally different to anything else on the show, yeah. and yet it still got an incredible reaction. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm aiming for. That's When I'm in the ring, I want to show the people what I'm passionate about, professional wrestling. It's, I love the competitive aspect of it. I love the, the physical aspect of it, and that's something I'm going to put in front. And 
I want the audience to realize that. So if you tell me it was different than anything else, then I reached my goal. <laughs> well, I was saying to Marcel earlier as well, one of the first times I saw you guys was as Ring Camp against British Strong Style in progress, headlining that Camden show. And now we've got you with Pete being a phenomenal match and the British Strong Style stuff we had yesterday, Imperium going up against them. It does feel like when you put yourselves together with those guys, it just seems to mesh beautifully. Yeah, it does because you know what I think of them personally or not professionally they're all Tyler and Pete are like crazy talents and Trent Seven is a very charismatic very likable character who shows a lot of passion in the ring and I think it's a very it's a great counterpart to what we do and I think that's why it mixes up so great um, I want to ask about uh, progress at Ali Pali we spoke on that Saturday on the Sunday, David Starr wins the Super Strong Style 16 and uh, essentially, in the, our post-match interview with him, kind of criticised you for not being there on the Sunday, for only working on the one show, for not being there enough. How do you respond to that and, and how do you respond to David? I don't know. I don't need to respond to him, I don't I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think he would be happy if he's, the, if, if he's at the position I am, so... I'm cool with it. <laughs> that's fine, that's fine. Um, I do want to ask you about uh, one guy, uh, Veit Muller, because yeah. we just did the exclusive announcement of the guys in the Natural Progression series this year, and we had a few guys in the studio, Ojmo was there, Danny Duggan, Malik, and all of them, the one guy that they couldn't tell me much about yeah. was Veit. So, you've been yeah. the guy that nominated him. Why? Veit is from Hamburg, he's from the same uh, city, Marcellus, and... He fits pretty well in our circles, in the, the, the group we are, in the, the, the way we think about professional wrestling, because he loves Gal Koch, uh, Koch, he loves Billy Robinson. He thinks that's what professional wrestling should be. He's a complete throwback, but he does it in a very good way. And I think he's different. And that's why we support him. He shows a lot of heart for our sports. So that's why I try to help him get that opportunity. And I love the fact that he's been doing the work in ring camp and that that's managed to keep going while you guys are working in NXT, NXT yeah. UK, etc. And I think it brings me to Imperium because yeah. we're now putting together another faction in NXT UK. How, like, where did that idea come from, the process to put the, the team together? I mean, it's us and it's obvious. Like, <laughs> it was pretty clear for me as soon as I signed with WWE, I made a point of, I want to be with my guys. So, and I think they saw that they would benefit from it as well that's why it, it happened it does feel like it's a faction with the music with the fact that you kind of are the leader as it were almost built around you within three months of entering WWE you're being given essentially I know they're your guys and everything but a faction that's got to be yeah. like crazy to think that that's where you are already yeah I mean that's the way it is like I don't I don't really think about it that way because like I said it's a natural fit for what we do and if you have that potential in a group like that, if you don't use it, then I think it's a mistake. So I think it naturally makes sense and it's no surprise. Did you grow up a fan of faction wrestling? I think back to the glory days of NWO, DX, those kind of days. Was that something that you were a fan of growing uh, up? Not really into any too big, actually. That's fine, yeah. but I mean, it's it, it kind of because we chatted with Adam Cole yesterday, and obviously, Undisputed Era has become such a big thing. I think Imperium's got the possibility to be absolutely huge and, like I say, move to NXT shows, NXT UK, etc. So, I think it feels like that faction wrestling, there's a real, there's really something there that WWE could work with. Yeah, I think so, because it's in the modern days, there's not like a bad guy and a good guy anymore. 
It's like people with a message and the audience can choose who they follow and who they don't. And if those groups clash, it's very entertaining for everyone. So, Well, Adam specifically named you yesterday as someone from NXT UK that he'd want to face, that he'd want to shot at, as did Matt Riddle. Hearing those guys who are doing it there and getting so much play naming you, what's that mean? I mean, it's vice versa, and I wrestled them both before, and yeah, I agree. Like, I'm, I would be very happy to compete with them again. Some of the stuff with Matt Riddle in progress, particularly, I'm thinking, was some of the best matches I've seen. No surprise to see him doing so well the moment he's dropped in NXT. Yeah, me neither. Like, you can tell he's the bro. It really fits him, and uh, that's him. It's not a character. Like. What the audience sees and what they see on the screen, that's Madrill. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think, and I think that's what works with you as well. Yeah. It's like you're very straight talking, you're very honest, and that's yeah. you've got your style and you're hard hitting and you're going to work. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah, that's what it is. The same with me or with our group. That's what we really are, what we really believe in. And that's why we can deliver it naturally and we don't have to force anything. And I think that's why people react to it the way they do. Now, obviously, we talked about the idea of you staying in Germany as your home base and moving backwards and forwards. If there were opportunities in the future or they wanted you to do more work with the NXT show or even with Raw, SmackDown, etc., is that something you could imagine doing and, ha and actually going out and spending time living in the States? Uh, that's, I don't know. I don't think I'm going to move. But you never know what the future brings. And I can tell what the future brings, so I don't think of what could happen. So I live for what is happening now, and I'll do my best in that, and then we'll see what happens. Well, what's happening now is really exciting. Really enjoying the work with Imperium, really enjoying the work you're doing in the ring. Like I say, that belt looks great over your shoulder, so uh, keep doing it, man. Yeah, thank you, and glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Fabian Eichner and Marcel Bartel, followed by Volta, the NXT UK champion, Big Daddy Volta. Uh, let's You'll never uh, not call him Big Daddy Volta, <laughs> will you? <laughs> Oh, if, someone, if if tunes, strepsils, hall soothers, <laughs> or fisherman's friend would like to sponsor this show, please oh, floor seventeen, the news building, so London SE one something something by the shard. The problem is, it's when I laugh. That's the that's the massive I'm just, issue. I'm with so it. sorry. I'm so funny. Um, we'll do the AEW we won't do a roundup of British indie stuff it was Shook's house party this weekend but none of us have seen it yet because it's not on demand apparently uh, when they they replaced in the main event when Triple J uh, ended up not doing it uh, ended up bringing over old um Mr. Kushida. Yeah, Mr. Kushida from uh, NXT. And apparently it was absolutely brilliant main event last night. Tonight's main event, as we're speaking, is the, um, is the title match mm. with Wolfie taking on an unnamed uh, adversary for the title, which was vacated when mm. sadly uh, Adrian passed away so apparently that was it's been, the first night was absolutely brilliant we've heard very good things about the second night great weekend at OTT we've heard as well although uh, the main event ended up being ruined by Ryanair well done guys Ugh. Session Moth Martina hasn't anything everything's ruined by Ryanair <laughs> holidays <laughs> Apparently, no Best fun done, matches. and Martina were sat at Manchester Airport for nine hours drinking oh. because they couldn't get over to to Belfast. Which I'm relatively sure people have swum from the north east, northwest, sorry, to Belfast mm. in less than nine hours. I'm not suggesting they should have done that. I'm just saying Ryanair, Ryanair can't get a plane sorted. They should in have that same basically time. found a room in Manchester and live streamed them having their match in an empty warehouse somewhere. <laughs> And said they were in a, um, a hangar 
at the airport. That would have been really funny. And just streamed it on FaceTime to the screen. Perfect. Too um, late now, though. So. so, yeah, it was a really good weekend of um, of indie wrestling this weekend. Uh, should we talk some New Japan, some AEW? Yeah, let's talk about AEW first. Um, because, I mean, the big news from AEW this week, well, there's two big things. One is that MJF has signed the new five-year deal it has been revealed. Brilliant. Um, which we, we are big fans of because ever since we first seen him, I saw him at York Hall for Pro. Uh, and obviously we've seen him on their, their pay-per-view so far. He's just been incredible. And um, Will showed me a video just now. I mean, do you want to mention it? Like, I, I never want to interview him because I'm absolutely he'll convinced look, he'll make you look he an will absolute prick. brutalise me. Like, it will be horrific, 100%. But he's suddenly five-year deal. And I think you can see with how good he's been as a heel straight away, uh, I think that they want to tie him down as much as they possibly can. Uh, and I think that's really good. The other thing is this whole CM Punk thing where Cody apparently texted CM Punk just casually suggesting that they wanted him. CM Punk has then come back and gone, well... You know, if you're just going to text me, that's you know, it'd be nice to have a conversation about this face to face. I think this is possibly, I and mean, this is me fantasy booking uh, all out. But you know, I, I think you know, CM Punk shows up during Cody's match. <laughs> Sorry, Sorry you're just found pre- the MJF video. Go on, Took play, a while. play it if you want. No, well, no, you're talking about CM Punk. All right, so CM Punk turns up because CM Punk is. <laughs> Is basically annoyed because apparently, you know, Cody's just texted him asking if he wants to come and wrestle on on uh, All Out for AEW. He turns up, puts Cody off. Uh, Cody loses his match, and then when this TV product launches, imagine the kind of anticipation of AEW. AEW is starting on TNT, and CM Punk showed up at their last pay per view. Didn't say anything. Maybe he even shows up with his hoodie up, like he did at that uh, allegedly did at that indie show. And then there's just huge anticipation building for this this first AEW show. Will he be there? Will he be part of it? Even if he's not, and even if he never shows, the anticipation that they will build will get so many people watching that first few shows. I think that's a winner if he's up for it. And, you know, let's face it, you know, it's in Chicago. Everyone thought he'd turn up last year. He didn't. Is this text thing a way of slowly building up a little bit of animosity between Cody and CM Punk. There's been a lot of talk. It was Mark Raimondi who who wrote the CM Punk article and then did the interview with him where he was clearly unhappy with the text. Um, uh, Meltzer tweeted that it wasn't a misquote, kind of backing Raymond. Um, Somebody asked, are you of the opinion that it's a work considering open exacerbation of the hype with guys like Jericho, Cody, etc. Mentioning him, AEW could kind of mitigate the hype by ignoring the topic, squandering the chance of under-delivering if Punk doesn't sign. Essentially suggesting that they've handled this really well because if he does sign, Mm. it's created a really good news story for them. If he does sign... Everyone doesn't care that they've been worked because they get CM Punk on TV. And if he doesn't sign, then it's created a real buzz in advance. But as long as they put on a good show on August 31st, then no one will care. Um, It was Cody who suggested he was misquoted, by the way. He said, I know one of us met him in person. And yes, I texted him plenty when we couldn't connect on the actual phone, but not a contracted offer. Um, Regardless, great wrestler and guy, door is open if he wants it. So... I, well, I mean, that's obvious, but there's now speculation that he could, in true CM Punk style, sign for WWE just to stick a middle finger up at AEW. While Vince is there, I never see it happening. And I think that is the key to him turning up at All Out, because it was Cody that suggested in that quote, whether it's a misquote or not, 
he may he, he for all I know he's more likely to sign for WWE is what Cody is reported to have say, said so I think that could potentially be the key line and the thing that they they latch onto uh, when you know CM Punk could possibly turn up I know we're just fantasy booking and I know everyone wants to see it but let's face it we've heard nothing more about CM Punk's uh, MMA career it's not exactly been much of a career itself you know hats off for him for trying but it didn't really work out at all so you got is the money running out for him does he need a bit does he need to work like who knows i i imagine he'll be making an absolute bundle for turning up at starcast and it'll be like um when stone cold turned up uh, at the big wrestlecon event a couple of years ago and you get these guys who show up and enough and you pay and this is something AEW trying to move it much more to the mold where you pay a set fee up front and for that you get a photo and a signature from each mm-hmm. of the people you've got a queue for it still but if you do the kind of WrestleCon mode where each person has their booth and they charge a certain percentage they charge a certain amount for it well Stone Cold was charging something like $400 for a photo and a signature and apparently the queue was going round the building Ridiculous. He, he's there for 10 hours and he will have earned thousands and thousands, like tens of thousands of dollars, no problem. I'm sure if CM Punk needs money, he's going to make it in StarCast without an issue. His t-shirts still sell well from pro wrestling tees and stuff. So I don't know if money is a problem for him. It's but- desire, isn't it? It's whether this product has excited him. And now he's seen that, <laughs> actually, yeah, this looks pretty good. Maybe he's decided he's going to get involved. Um, I, I was inspired by all of it to go back and I um, uh, <coughs> downloaded legally um, the Samoa Joe versus CM Punk feud from Ring of Honor in the mid noughties and I watched the because I, I basically this came from uh, producer Sammy came over to mine the other week and we stayed up and we watched uh, Money in the Bank 2011 because Sam had never seen it no Obviously, legendary event mm-hmm. led to me looking at that was given five star by Meltzer. I was like, has CM Punk ever had any other five star matches from Meltzer? He gave this CM Punk versus Samoa Joe 60 minute time limit draw for the Ring of Honor TV championship in like 2004. Had also given that five stars. So obviously I went back and watched it and it is unbelievably good. Just ridiculously good. So I, I, you know, it did make me watching those two matches think I'd love to see him back. So good on the mic, such a great talent. But yeah, I just, I don't see it happening. I really don't. Can I play the MJF video now? Because I'm just going to, I'm just going to play it through the uh, microphone. Stop it, MJF. I've got to put you up to the microphone. I'm MJF reporting live from the worst country ever, Canada, and right next to me is Tits McGee from Whore Island. That's why I never want to be interviewed by MJF. If she's Tits McGee from that place, I mean, I don't know. I don't even want to speculate. As I'm going to be a be. fat piece of shh. Fat piece of shh from Beard Town or something. Who, who knows? <laughs> and we also haven't mentioned that obviously um, AEW is going to be on TNT. They've announced when it's going to happen. They're going to announce that it's Wednesday nights. It's two hours long in the UK. It's one AM till three AM. Also, another line Direct that clash with NXT. That is, by the way, obviously. And I've read something else elsewhere that they're they production wise, <laughs> they want each week to look different. They they don't want the arena just to look like a generic arena, as you're probably familiar with with WWE. They want to make it look different and obviously if you watch Fight for the Fallen you'll know that that was in like an auditorium at the NFL stadium and that looked different uh, and that was cool so I'm all up for it and I think it's going to be uh, really interesting to see how that goes forward Sorry, my attention's been drawn by Chelsea absolutely thrashing Reading in a pre-season friendly by the looks of it No one likes uh, Reading well uh, Stop it, 
Stop it. Uh, I'm going to have to talk about it on radio tonight, potentially. So just seeing how Chelsea looked under Frank Lampard at the place where he managed his first game, first competitive game as a manager for Derby. And I was there. Save that for And he didn't do a very good job. Wow. <laughs> Your keeper, Derby A bit like keeper. that Reading defending. Fantastic. That is awful. Uh, John, you've been watching some G1. Mate, I've been all over the G1. I may say that. I've been all over the A block. I haven't watched the B block yet because I didn't get up early enough. A block, though. Um, and you text me while we were watching this in separate locations. You just wrote Kota Ibushi is a god or something. An Adonis. Adonis. <laughs> he looks like he's a game character. He defeated Lance Archer. La- <laughs> Lance Archer. Lance Archer. Archer. I've had one beer. Lance, Lance Archer, Archer um, in, in, in what was uh, a decent match. Lance Archer didn't quite look as good as he did against Will Ospreay. Um, Will Ospreay won uh, in in the match. Like, it wasn't amazing because uh, <laughs> Bad Luck Farley is really dull. And Hard one star for me. I couldn't hey, care yeah. less. But Not I, even Osprey can get a good match out of Bad Luck Farley. No, but the best bit, obviously, with this was Red Shoes, the referee, uh, just giving two middle fingers to uh, to Bad Luck. And, and uh, disqualifying him, brilliant. And then running away and disqualifying him, which was good. Um, Evil versus Zack Sabre Jr., that was decent, Zack Sabre Jr., just, you know, as he always is. I'm not, I'm not his biggest fan because I'm not massively keen on submission wrestling, but he, he did really well with that. Uh, him and him and uh, Will, for the, the Block B uh, matchups when they were on the pre-show six-man yeah, six six tagging classic uh, New Japan fashion, it got me so hyped for Tuesday morning when the two face off because they are the two best exports of British wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. And when the two of them got together, I literally had to... Rewatch the video of this one sequence to watch the referee and the tag partners to make sure that it hadn't been sped up because it was so smooth and brutal looking and brilliant. And then Zack Sabre Jr. came out afterwards and cut a promo on how Boris Johnson ruined his G1 by becoming uh, Prime Minister. And it's, uh, it's one of my favourite promos I've ever watched. Yeah, I think, actually, if anyone wants to be a heel in UK wrestling, <laughs> all you've got to do is be a Tory. We've seen Spike Trevay kind of like, everyone calls him a Tory I don't know if he necessarily comes out and talks about being a Tory but I think that's the easiest way <laughs> he did today when someone was like um, same old Tories always cheating and he's turned to the ground and go went but they win it was fantastic. okay there we go maybe he did I didn't I didn't see that um, obviously if you're listening to this after Tuesday wow what a great match Will Ospreay and Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> put on that was uh, incredible I can't wait for them to do it again um, also then Tanahashi defeated Sonada which uh, was all right. Wasn't that fussed on it. Um, but obviously, a Carter versus Kenta was, uh, was great. I enjoyed that. Carter versus um, Kenta was really good. I genuinely thought they were going to put Kenta over. I thought that they were going to put Kenta over and set up for a rematch between the two of them later in the year yeah. uh, that would you know, be part of the kind of redemptive arc and give Kenta a chance at the, uh, at the title. But hit the Rainmaker, Ricardo gets the win. Um, it was just a great outing overall. And, and Kenta... He continues to look really good. You've got to remember, still coming off three or four years, suffering serious injury issues. On the block B, on night 10, um, Jeff Cobb picking up a win over Taichi, Jay White beating Shingo in a pretty good match. Could have been, considering the talent that was involved, it could have been better. And what they're trying to do with Jay White is having him lose those first three matches and then pick up back to back wins. Is I think they're pushing so that it's going to be him, Moxley, right at the end, the two of them, 
and then we're going to see like the, the yeah there'll be a battle for who goes mm. to the final when mm. they face off that's kind of what i think they're trying to do uh have him win four or five matches in a row i just I was a little disappointed by this outing considering how good the two have been. It was like it was like a three, three and a half star match, but those two could put on close to a five star match. Moxley and Naito was absolutely superb. And John Moxley goes over. I just, <laughs> what? Yeah. I, I, I fully thought that he would have a very average G1 in terms of win loss, that he would kind of come out around like seven and three, something like that. So he wouldn't be going to the final considering the timing with all out and AEW and everything else. He's currently five and oh on 10 points. No one else in block B has more than three wins. Tom Ishii getting to three wins with the win over Juice Robinson in what was match of the night from that night. Yeah, you've uh, been telling me to watch. I haven't watched it yet. Oh, full disclosure. It's very good. I'm going home to watch it now. So I'll watch that and I'll watch uh, John Moxley and Naito. I did. I, I particularly like NATO on uh, Saturday night, so Block A night when when Block B were doing all the tag matches and that, um, creeping to the ring, uh, just teasing John Moxley doing the tiptoeing to the ring. It was right. Like they're they're nailing the G one this year has been really really good yet again. So very positive on that. Um, Sorry, it's like the pro wrestling show has been a bit all over the place recently, not coming out on the day we intended, coming out later in the week. And then the next few weeks are going to be a bit up and down in the air as well, I'm afraid, because life summer slams going on. I'm off to Chile for a couple of weeks. Then there's the we're both going to all out. You and I uh, very exciting. NXT UK have announced the shows in Essex and TalkSport exclusively revealed that via a video from Triple H. Now, Touchwood, not 100% confirmed. He has to be there in the seat before we get excited about it. But it looks like Al is staying back from All Out while you and I go. And he's going to be sitting down with Triple H for like half an hour the day before the big takeover in Cardiff. And it's only fair. Fantastic. Because I interviewed him first. Then you interviewed him <laughs> at the Performance Centre. It's Al's turn. Uh, my, our mate Paul our mate Paul happy um, 50th birthday by the way Paul if you're absolutely. listening absolutely Paul Trips Paul Trips H um, I saw someone I can't even remember who it was but someone um, was joking about uh, there was just people who didn't get it and people were going like happy birthday Paul and people were replying going his name is Triple H and then they were going you mean Hunter Hurst Helmsley or whatever it is <laughs> and he was like no his name is Triple H and someone just just didn't get it and every time they would then respond this person would then quote retweet it with another of his names and uh, it was complete Twitter pointlessness which most of Twitter is but it made me laugh quite a lot but yeah I, it'd be really good to have him on the show because we've obviously spoken to him at the beginning of the NXT UK project uh, with then spoke to him when they opened the performance center and now obviously we're speaking to him uh, ahead of this uh, this cardiff show which uh, looks like it'll be really good and on a, another mad day of sport with uh, the boxing on and with all out on as well and nuts we now know what the main event is but it's a massive spoiler because it's from the nxt uk tables in plymouth so if you want to have it i actually for you, don't do i know this oh hold on hold on then yes no you just mouthed it yeah yeah, yeah fine yeah i exactly. do know it. Yeah, yeah what a match that's gonna be I know that, uh, well, let's just talk about it, but not say the names. I know that there's going to be, well, we obviously know that Walter is in it because he's the, the title holder. Well, is he? At the moment. Uh, presumably, I've, I've only, I don't, as I say, I don't know. Um, but there is going to be, I'm going to predict this now, there is going to be a bit where whoever Walter is against, or what, at least one of them, uh, is lifting up Walter because I don't think there's anyone else in NXT UK that can probably lift Walter other than the person... 
that I've heard is in that match. And he's probably going to spin him round and it's going to get a huge pop. I've seen these two face off in the past in the Indies and it's been brilliant. It's going to be a phenomenal main event in Plymouth. The women's match looks great with Kaylee Ray. Uh, I, yeah, I'm really hyped for it. So we're going to have Triple H coming up late this month. We're going to have all the All Out stuff. Uh, we're going to have, uh, there'll be the 2K announcement coming up quite soon. Yeah. So we'll have that for you as and when that comes around that we've mentioned on the show before. So loads to stick around for at Pro Wrestle Show on Twitter and Instagram as well. I always say on Instagram, we don't really use it. We need to get more on that. It's, the, yeah, it's what do, the youth are doing, we? Johnny. We do. I'm actually we've done a great story from Progress today. Can I just say also, this is uh, just putting it out there. If anyone is out in Chicago for All Out if the day after All Out which is the Sunday you are still in Chicago if we were to record a show in a bar somewhere and have a few people from Britain who are out there for All Out uh, do you want to come and do it so at Pro Wrestle Show drop us a tweet because we're thinking of doing it because we're in Chicago for the rest of the week for some other business Um, and like this has just all been put together like in a pub Uh, and the idea is is that you know if Jimmy Havoc's still there maybe Jimmy Havoc will turn up Uh, if Kip Sabian's still there you're more than welcome Mr Sabian Um, if anyone else I mean Luchasaurus I'd love to sit in a pub with Luchasaurus we will see if we can get some wrestlers into a pub if anyone fancies it let us know also if you know Chicago let us know a good bar that will let us do it (laughs) perfect John any other business no other business brilliant stuff in which case thank you for listening this has been the pro wrestling show mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 percent with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.